Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! I had to wait for you to start your haze, too, because I couldn't hear. <laughs> this is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into our Fearless Beer Review. We talk about vinyl. We talk about new music and other happenings in the music world. Uh, my name is Tyler. And way out there, way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether is Jeff. Uh, go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Now, Jeff, let's just uh, let's, let's just get right into our fearless beer review. So I have to say the same thing. <laughs> Consistency is key. Consistency right, is the foundation of greatness. Exactly, and I'm great. Yeah. So Got I it. have a. Um, I'm back in. The, I'm back on the wagon today, kid. I have oh, a double God. chocolate coffee oatmeal stout. Bada bing, bada boom, okay. bing bang, boom, <sighs> bingo bongo, bada bing. Uh, this is okay. this is this is Founders. You probably recognize the cover or the artwork. It's got like a baby eating out of a bowl. Pretty pretty mm. good stuff. This is big beer. This is not uh, it's not craft. It's not independent. There is no logo of the upside down bottle. Some some mm. company that I've never never heard of, and they own most, if not all, of this brewery. And it's Mahau San Miguel. It's a Spanish brewing company. Mm, fucking never heard, heard of them. You never heard of them either. But uh, they own this yeah. thing, and they're a big corporation. So take that as what you will. But anyway, All this right. is this is eight point three percent, and this is uh, as it says on the website. This is the coffee lovers' consummate beer, brewed with an abundance of flaked oats, bitter and imported chocolates. And two types of coffee. Mm. This stout has an intense, fresh, roasted Java nose topped with a frothy, cinnamon-colored head that goes forever. <laughs> so that's pretty good, right? Wow. That is fantastic. <laughs> that sounds delicious, oh, nutritious. God. It's a good breakfast stout. I've had it before, so that's that's spoilers. But I, I Well, that's fun. I've had a stout in like two weeks, so... That's that's probably a record for you. I had to I had to get something safe to to ease me back into it. <laughs> so I got this. But you're getting way too toasty. Eight point three. Okay, what do you got? Um, what do you got for your backies? Um, right now, I have a couple Miller Lights with several limes, just in case this stout doesn't work out. I need something to to wash that that taste out of my mouth. Yeah, I mean, you probably will need that because stouts are disgusting. Mm, well, that's, <sighs> that's not true. But. Okay, so I decided to to stay consistent with what I what I get. Uh, I got a hazy. It's called uh it's called Haze Twins <laughs> from it's a collaboration beer between who is it? Beer Zombies Brewery and Beer Thug Life Brewery. Never heard of either of those, but I'm pretty sure they're both in Nevada. And uh and I got it just cuz the label is so stupid. It's it's a parody of the movie Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. And it's the two guys from the brewery standing next to each other, 
it says Hayes Twins. It says Brewline Cinema presents Hayes Twins. And it says <laughs> only their brewery can tell them apart. So it's stupid. It's, stupid. it's really stupid. <laughs> and you saw the, the, the label. And yeah. this is seriously the only reason why I bought it was because of the stupid label. And because I love Hayes's. So uh, this is a 8% ABV. And um, yeah. Eight percent. We so both getting toasty. This is a sixteen ounce can too, by the way. It's not, a, not a not very big, but whatever. Not All very right, big. What do you consider uh, big? A gallon? Oh, like a like twenty four ounce or something. Okay. I'd say that's that's a big one. A big one. All right. Right. No. All right. Here we go. Okay. Mmm. 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 Making noises. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. What do you think of your uh, your nasty stout? Um, well, it's 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 definitely not nasty, and I definitely chose a good stout to get back into stouts. So I had originally checked this in on Untapped, and I rated it a four out of five. Solid ranking. I okay. think that's that's totally fair. I I taste it all. This is this is like breakfast in a bottle with eight percent alcohol. So gross. This is all you need. Ugh. Like if if you took Uber to work, you could just drink this for breakfast because this has all of your nutrition. It's got your oatmeal in it. You could taste the coffee. There's a little bit of chocolate. This is this is a very well balanced beer. Taste it all. It's good. I, I'm glad. I'm glad you're at least oh, enjoying. This is good. It. So we have a three point rating system where three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer. You're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but you should give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour. So what are you going to give? So what are you going to give your beer? A 2.5. That is disgusting. Out of 2.5. 2.5 out of 2.5. So it's a perfect beer. It is a perfect 2.5 out of 3, yes. <laughs> Fucking dumb shit. Okay, so my Hayes Twins, this is very good. It's Ooh, very, very good. It's a sweet, three. but not I don't syrupy. give them out too often. Um, this is excellent. This is actually very, very good. But when I pour, I accidentally poured the last of it, which I shouldn't have done, and a bunch of big ass floaties came out, mm, and it kind of grossed me out. And I kind of what? Did you dump it? No, I didn't dump it. Oh. But it kind of creeped me out, or it just made made me feel gross. But they're fine. Mm. You can drink them. It's no big deal. But, but yeah, I'm gonna give this one. I'm going to give my beer, my Hayes Twins, a 2.8. Solid 2.8. <laughs> I don't want to give it a perfect because it's not a perfect beer. See, I don't throw them out that often. Because of the floaties, it's, it's not a perfect beer? <clears throat> no, it's not just the floaties. It's it's good, but I, I mean, it's very good, but it's not perfect. It's not like a Budweiser. It's not a Deschutes Haze. It's not a Mirror Pond. Okay. It's not a Rugenbra. You know, it's not the good stuff. But a two point eight. So it's maybe it's, a two point uh, nine. It's a melancholy, but it's no gish, is what you're saying. It's possible. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a dumbass. Uh spoilers. Okay. So I went on to beer advocate, obviously, like I always do, and our boy Raul did not review this beer, the Hayes twins. So we miss you, Raul. I still don't understand how you search. For a person on Beer Advocate. I hit Control F, and that brings the little taskbar. It's a search for words. Okay, I use my phone. Wrong. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I'm, I use my computer. See, I'm, but I'm, you can also do it on your phone. I'm living in 2020, and I don't, I don't fucking sit on my computer all day like some kind of fucking nerd. <laughs> but like I said, you can, um, you could do it on your phone as well. And also, you are on a computer because you're recording on a computer because you're a fucking nerd. That's got him. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to our. Um, Vinyls and stuff. What do we get this week? What do we listen to this week? Oh, what do you got, Jeff? God, Go. dude, this is just crazy. Okay, well, let me. Um, <laughs> Not really. This is no. This is crazy. This is insane. This is insanity. So I started this week You're off really buying for time, huh? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember what I I I listened to first this week, but um, I got a couple Nirvana albums. One oh, was a so Christmas shit. gift, and then one I bought for like six bucks on offer up and so then i bought Nevermind on offer up it's a cool like silver variant and um mm-hmm. played it no no problems the person i bought it from too was very un nirvana like not that you can peg somebody strictly based on the way they look on on their musical taste but the albums they gave me were so like vastly different i got a nirvana i got Nevermind. i got back in black I got Lauren Hill's um, The Miseducation, Selena, mm-hmm. and then a Johnny Cash Greatest Hits. Very eclectic Such a weird taste. combination. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. But yeah, so I got Nevermind, listened to it. Sounds fantastic. Riff, banger of an album. It's just so weird, too, that never thought, I mean, never thought I would ever be listening to Nirvana as much as I do. And I also never would no. think that I'd be buying Nirvana albums as much as I have. So that's shocking. Then I also got I, I also got unplugged the the Target one that comes on the purple variant. Very cool, sounds fantastic. Good stuff. Listen to those so like now, back to back. So now all you need is Incesticide and a couple live records, and then you're you're good to go. I think um, I was that's just impressive. I was just reading like albums that turn twenty five next year or whatever, and uh, Muddy Banks is supposed to be twenty five oh. next year, so maybe that'll get some type of like. Target exclusive or something, you know? That'd be rad. Oh, I'd love that live record. Listen to it I so remember. many times. If that if that gets like Ooh. repressed, I'll probably I'll probably pick that up. Oh, you definitely should. It's fantastic. It is good. I'd great I, record. I would wait for Incesticide until I saw it maybe on sale or for cheap because it was okay. But but whatever. Well, and also also Muddy Banks has uh, the best Nirvana song, Spank Through. Uh, best song they ever did. No, that's that's actually not. It's true. That's not that's not true, but okay. Um, but it is true. Yeah, so I got a couple of Nirvanas. I picked up Weezer's Green for like fourteen, fifteen bucks. Used. I don't like that fucking record. What do you? It's top five Weezer. What do you? What do you keep saying? That? I don't understand what that means. It is fantastic. I, don't. I do like that record. I love that. Top record. ten, not top five. No, it's top five. There's amazing sounds that record. It is. It is. It is a perfect mix of of like fifties rock and roll harms. Over very mm-hmm. very heavy crunchy guitar tones, amazing record. So pick it up because you probably don't never heard of it or anything like that. Because you, <laughs> I pick it up for fifteen. It. I'd get it for fifteen for sure. You won't pick up anything Weezer except for fucking Hurley and I don't know. Dude. And I don't know. <laughs> I, I I only have two uh, Weezer albums. Shockingly, only two. You don't have Pinkerton. I don't have Pinkerton. I only have Blue, and then I got Everything Will Be All Right. Why do you not have Pinkerton? I think because I don't want to buy like a cheap copy of it because I'm afraid like the quality is not going to be as good. So I want to 
I want to get that deluxe version really bad. Uh, That's the one I want. So I, I haven't p- quite pulled the trigger on it, but I will get it. But it's definitely going to be the deluxe one. Plus, any record store you go to that sells new records has Pinkerton. Yep, yeah, I always see it on the wild. So you know, so it's not, like, not uncommon. Yeah, you're not, you're not missing much. So yeah, I got those. I got Green. I listened to two Aerosmiths. Their first two albums, Aerosmith self-titled, and then Get Your Wings. This was in just yeah. another lot that I had that I forgot, and then I just was like, fuck it, I'm going to put Aerosmith on, and then finally see if I want to further my listening with Aerosmith, and I don't. This is as far as I will go. It was not, uh, it was not bad. None of this was bad, but it, it, there was no wow factor. It's just, it's just good rock, just good rock. A little bit of blues. Yeah. Not as much as I, I thought there was going to be, but it was it was fine. It's good. Okay. I can see why Would, Guns N' Roses were 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 so influenced by them because they're they're both kind of just you know, it's good rock. Same. It's fine. <laughs> just good rock. Yeah, I know. I I still think Guns N' Roses are overrated, but Appetite was way better than I anticipated when we did it on the pod. Appetite is accurately rated, but Guns N' Roses for sure are underrated. Overrated, sorry, overrated. Yeah, they're overrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Appetite's Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Yeah. So, user illusion and Chinese democracy, not so much. And so moving into like the more harder rock stuff, Nazareth. I don't even know why I listen to this band. But what what it sounds so familiar? Yeah, well, this is more boring rock. But they, they did a really? bunch of stuff in like the 80s. Maybe even like late seventies, I don't know. But the album I got is Malice in Wonderland. It came out of like that lot that I got, a bunch of eighties metal. Yeah. And I thought these guys were metal. I listened to like two or three of their albums now, and like they're not even close to metal. At best, they're like hard rock. But like nothing about them are aggressive or or fun or anything. It's they talk about like boring rock. Nazareth is it. And they made so <laughs> More many damn albums. See, I have a best of Chicago album because yeah. I figure I this this would be a good way for me to get into Chicago if I was going to. And I still haven't listened to it. I, I flip through my 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 backlog and I always see it. And then there's not even even the cover is not even interesting enough for me to to put it aside <laughs> to like a, a to be listened to pile. God, it's so fucking drab. I just don't even care about Chicago uh, at all. I know, they're so fucking boring. Uh, One day I'll listen to it. They're an overrated band. Overrated band for sure, though. <laughs> I also got back in I black. I was like... Go ahead, go ahead. No, no. I, I was going to say, I always thought Nazareth was a death metal band. No, I, I never mean... never realized... Maybe they are. I haven't heard any of that yet, nor have I heard any kind of snippets of any kind of metal. This is boring, dude. I guess I just assumed it was because it's like a very like Christian thing and... It seems very, uh, very death metal to do to do that. Take like a, a Christian theme and then yes, do the complete opposite of it. So if, that's kind of why. If you're gonna name your fucking band something of, of like biblical proportion, you need to be really good. <laughs> yeah, agreed. What song? Or just very fucking heavy. What? I can't remember. I was trying to think of a song, but then I tried to hum it to myself real quick while you were talking, but then you stopped talking, and then I just heard myself hum, and it was really weird. So that's cool. Uh, Back in Black. I know you, I know. for some reason you you hate ACDC. And, I don't. And and you think all of their songs sound the same, which they do. But, dude, Back in Black is so good. Like, you talk about just the term, like, like rock and roll. 
outside yeah. of the genre rock and roll of like the Chuck Berry era, the new rock and roll, like ACDC is it, man. They, they are rockers through and through this, this album back in black is just fucking chock full of bangers. It's so good. No, I know it is. It's great. It's a great record, but I can't bring myself to really buy an ACDC record unless it's like $5. Five, come on, five dollars? Yeah. Where the yeah, fuck are you ever gonna see it for five dollars? Even my I mean, little trip on offer up, it was ended up being like eight dollars or nine dollars. <laughs> my little trip on <laughs> <laughs> Okay, maybe eight dollars. I I buy it for eight bucks. You should buy it for ten. You I think I think if you saw Back in Black use ten good clean copy, you'd pick it up. I might. Nah. Don't tell I know me. you would. I know me. you would. It's good. It's a good record. No, it's I know it's fun a good record. And, and I mean, yeah, ACDC wrote like two songs throughout their entire career, but those songs are good. And when done in the style of ACDC, they're still good. So it's good. Agreed. It's good stuff. Uh, right. So I bought a bunch of stuff off OfferUp too, and then I traded those into my local record shop because I've been eyeballing this album that... I've been wanting for a while and it's, it's slowly completing my collection, but I bought Zeppelin three and he had it like a good clean copy from, from all those attic and Mesa huge shout out. He had a good clean copy, the wheel, like the wheel on the, uh, it's, it's a gatefold. The wheel on the left side of the gatefold worked perfectly. It was looked good. The record mm-hmm. wasn't scratched or anything. And so I, uh, I picked that one up and then threw that one on the other night on Saturday night, actually the first record I listened to Saturday night and, Dude, like when you don't listen to Zeppelin for a while and then you throw some Zeppelin on, it's just one of those things where you're like, dude, why do I not listen to Zeppelin more? And that's <laughs> With that I, accent that's, too. That's what I felt like. <laughs> I still need three. I need, I need three in through the outdoor and physical graffiti. That's all I need to complete my Zeppelin collection. I only but. need physical graffiti now. And listen to this, okay, buddy boy, right. Joey boy. So at Aldo, he has like a box full of just beat up old records that are like 50 cents. That's where I bought that blind faith one for 50 cents. But oh, yeah, yeah. I saw disc one of physical graffiti. It was just in the inner sleeve and then the disc and the disc was all fucked up, but he just gave it to me. So I went home, I cleaned it up real nice. It's because I feel like, dude, it's who is 50 cents. I might as well just buy disc one. If I ever see disc two out there in the wild, then you'll have a complete set. So then we go to this other record store and he had, it was 10 bucks for physical graffiti, but it said one record is really scratched. And it was like some weird fucking thing, like the heavens came down, right? How random is that that I find that the so disc weird. one in decent condition? And then I see the physical graffiti where one of the discs, I don't know which one yet, because it said, please come to the front desk, is scratched. And so we brought records we brought records into trade in and so i lost track of like time and and and, and mismanaged or whatever i forgot about it we left on the way home i realized oh fuck i totally forgot to like check out which record was scratched up so whatever i'll do it next time so i go yeah. back a couple of days later it's gone it's gone oh, fuck. somebody fucking bought it <laughs> somebody bought it this i'm telling you man in this in this in this game you got to pounce you got to jump you see yeah, that, I know. I've you see the antelope. You gotta you gotta attack. Otherwise, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah, there have been few uh, many instances where I've missed out on something because I waited too long. Ay. It's it like sucks. it's it sucks. like in real estate. There's there's some sayings that people say in real estate. They'll say if you sleep on it, meaning like 
if I'm going to sleep on this big decision, if you sleep on it, you won't sleep in it. So if you wait too long on this, if you go ahead and sleep on it, you're not going to pull the trigger. It's not going to happen. Somebody else is going to buy it. Same thing with records, man. You sleep on it, you won't sleep in it. Not going to (laughs) happen. So that was my little anecdote. That was kind of fun, right? All right. How much did you pay for a three? It was supposed to be 25, but he always hooks me up. So it was like 20 bucks. Oh, okay. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. I'm surprised you paid that much. It was just a lot for you. It was just because, like I said, I bought that 30 Seconds to Mars picture disc, a My Chemical Romance picture disc, and then a fucking Lincoln Park picture disc for 20 bucks. And I ended up getting about $40, $45 for all of it. So realistically, I paid $20 for Zeppelin, just straight up, because that's how much cash Mm -hmm. I was out. And then now I also have another like $20 store credit to buy whatever I want. Fucking son of a bitch, man. And he has physical graffiti there for 30. It's a good, clean copy. So I'll probably go in and basically pay $30 for Zeppelin 3 and physical graffiti. Tell me that's not a deal. That's that's a great fucking deal. It's a great deal. Damn. Yeah. So I also got, um, I traded in Selena because it was a picture disc, Target exclusive, and it goes for like 35, 40 bucks an offer up. So I traded that one in and then I bought uh, Slipknot. I bought Slipknot, Slipknot from yeah. Grace from Grace Records. I threw that Better one on Selena. the other night. Yeah, no, I mean, no, yeah, it is. I really don't like Selena's music, to be honest. I think it's. I don't think I've ever really heard any of her music. It's 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 okay, and it never even got like. I mean, as far as I know, her 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 albums never got like critical acclaim until after she died, and so her music is is just kind of it's it's fine, it's good, yeah. it's okay. That's kind of what it seems like. Like you, I think you have to be. I don't know. You just have to be like within a certain. I don't know. I can't, I don't even know why. I don't understand why she's popular. I just don't. I don't know. I mean, ter- the her life and and everything surrounding her death is 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 a reason to. I don't know to investigate further into her. Uh, yeah. Popularity, I guess. But her and that's music. What, that's how I only. That's the only reason why I know about her is because of her death and how tragic it was. Yeah. But music wise, I don't. I don't know any of it. It's 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 fine. It's fine. I watched. I watched. Um, I watched La Bamba like last year or a year ago or two years ago. Mm-hmm. Like we actually, and then I, I bought the record when we first started getting into the record stuff. But I was like, oh, I might as well just watch Selena too because that's kind of in the same realm. And then I wonder if there's music there that I never appreciated like I did with Richie Valens. I think Richie Valens is like the bee's knees. Listen to yeah. Selena, nah, it was fine. Nothing really there. Just okay at best. Yeah, you're not missing much. Slipknot was definitely better. So I bought Slipknot, Slipknot, <laughs> and it sounds great, and it's it's, it's fantastic. No complaints. Ah, it's so good. I'm glad you bought it. I'm glad you became a Slipknotman. Slipknotman. So good for you. Slipknotman. So yeah, that's that's fantastic. Very very happy. Very, and I found I found a used copy of Evil Empire for 15 bucks over at <sighs> Double Nickels in Tempe. That's a deal. And uh, I mean, it only goes for like twenty twenty two anyway online, but. I don't know. Like, who would get rid of Evil Empire? You know, and it's it's the one Rage record I never see in the wild. I've never, never seen, seen any Rage. Well, I mean, I, I've never seen any used Rage ever. But yeah, that's true. I've I've yeah I've never seen Evil Empire at all in the wild. Like even used new. or new, never. So that was yeah. that was a really cool find. I just like who the fuck would trade that in, dude? You're talking like they're gonna give you like eight bucks for it. I don't know. <laughs> Might it's as well keep it. Bizarre. Look at that! It worked out for you. You have it, and I'm sure it sounds fantastic. I, I it actually when I, when I when I was when I was looking in there too, I realized like why I don't like shopping with with some people, 
record digging with some people because there's all these like new releases they put out for the record stores and I'll flip through them. And, and when I came across rage, I was like, there wasn't like an audible, like, Oh shit. Like real loud. And like, everybody looked up and I was like, Oh fuck. And I, like I showed everybody, I pulled it up. I'm like, look, it's rage. And like, I had a smile on and like the guy working there, it was the same guy. Like, oh yeah, man, that's a pretty good record, oh, dude. Fucking guy. It was that guy. He's like, Oh yeah. Just kind of like nodded his head and like giggled to himself. Cause he saw like, I was super excited. Cause I found something that, that I wasn't looking for it, but I was super stoked to have found it. But then I realized the reason why I don't like record shopping with some people is cause they don't look for anything. They just buy like whatever. So there's nothing mm-hmm. special to them. There's nothing, there's nothing, there's no aha moment, you know? Yeah. And that's, I get it. that's irritating. That irritates me. That, like, that's the fun part of collecting it, it, coming it, across something like that. It sort of like diminishes my aha moment to think like when we're driving home, I'm like, Oh dude, I can't fucking believe that I found this rage. And the other person's like, Oh yeah, I bought this. What is this? Oh, I don't know. It's five bucks. What's this? Oh, I don't know. It's like, oh, fuck man. Like Sloan does $30. Yeah, no, have, that was who, the exact Devil Driver? I was thinking of. But. Do you know who Devil Driver is? No. Why the fuck would you spend $30 on it? He spent that record store date $30 for the Norma Jean. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and he probably spent a lot on that Elliot Smith too. Yeah. Oh. And doesn't like it. Whatever, Evil no, Empire is solid. Y'all should buy it because it's good. So good. Um, a couple other things too. The Doors Soft Parade. Um, this is I like the Doors. You know, whatever. Dude. I know. They're, I don't. I don't know why. I just I don't get it. They're they're good. This is their fourth album, nineteen sixty nine. This is uh, it's got Touch Me on it. Come on, come on, come on now, Touch Me. It's a banger. <laughs> but uh, this was not. This is. <laughs> Like critically, this was their worst with Jim Morrison. People say, mm-hmm. but it's not. This is this is solid stuff. There's a lot of the reason people hate it is because there's a lot of instruments in there. There's a lot of orchestral stuff. There's even some brass instruments that almost give like this ska sound to some of the songs, like an early early ska sound, and it's really cool. This mm-hmm. is a fantastic record. There's a lot of not a lot, but there's a couple spoken word poem things that Jim does. And I wish, yeah. I wish they would have done that more. Like I wish they would have just like, I wish the band would have just jammed under just Jim Morrison reading poetry. I think that is that is that is so good. It's it, dude. It's so good. Oh, or I just, can't. Oh, I can't even. I can't even get over how good it was. Or just jam without Jim Morrison. No, but yeah. I like I like Jim Morrison reading poetry. Like his 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 lyricism, I think, is fine. It is cool, and I I dig it. I'm not a fan of him singing. Because I think when he starts to sing, he it it starts to become about him and his image mm-hmm. and the the I don't know the the conglomerate that Jim Morrison became rather than just Jim Morrison just reading poetry that he writes like scribbles in his room like I I I like I like that aspect more than than Jim Morrison as an entity. Yeah, I get you. I get you. But it was like seven bucks, eight bucks for the soft braid. So fuck it, I'll buy it. Okay. Not bad. I don't care. The doors are always expensive. Every time I come across them, they're expensive. You bought you bought Waiting for the Sun not too long ago, right? Yeah, for, it was two dollars. Dude, that's like dirt cheap. <laughs> I know. The cheapest I've ever seen it has been eight dollars after that. And then I've seen it between eight dollars and forty dollars, depending on where I go. <laughs> two dollars, I'll spend two dollars on the doors. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Fucking hates the doors. That's fine. Uh, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it, man. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried, but I just don't get it. Next up, I got, uh, I picked up 
Sabbath Volume Four and Pink Fine. Floyd's Animals at the Antique Mall, but they were like fucked up. And Sabbath, the Volume Four like has a clear scratch like straight down it, like you could, you could see it a mile away and you could feel it. And I was I said you know what it ended up because they're having like a lot of deals that day and a lot of discounts ended up becoming only like four dollars and sixty cents. Oh, that's so cheap. So I said you know I'm gonna take a chance. Fuck it. I'll clean it up, see what it sounds like. As long as it doesn't loop or skip, I should be okay. I should be fine. And it did everything. It, it looped, it skipped, it sounded like crap. And I was so disappointed. And I threw Pink Floyd on and that looped, it skipped. It was it sounded like shit. And I was so disappointed. So then I put something else on and that also looped and skipped, a record that I know doesn't loop or skip. And so I thought, like, what the fuck's going on? So I looked at my tone arm on my record player and it was like barely making contact with the record. And so I think like any imperfection in the record was making it like skip or, or loop or whatever it was. And I know what to do. Yeah. I, I thought it was broken. I, I, I had no idea what to do because I don't, I, I'm still pretty new at this. And so I was like Googling on YouTube and everything. And, and people were saying, yeah, just like tighten. There's like a screw that adjusts how hard the, the the stylus goes down on the record. So I adjusted that a little bit and it went down harder enough. And then to where the record that I know plays fine was playing fine. And so, okay, let me go back to the Sabbath and see if that fixed it. And sure as shit, it totally did. Oh, and it plays through and through, no skips, no loops, nothing. It's got some pops and crackles here and there, but it is dude for $4 and 50 cents. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. I was dude, I was so happy. I went from being like <laughs> so depressed and ruining my day to being so fucking happy. <laughs> <laughs> I just I could not even believe it. And and just and just like thinking that this record, you know, like lo- somebody looking at this who, who who doesn't even like care about records, they would just throw that shit away because it's like the scratch is so clear, it's so visible. I should have taken a picture of it, but. <laughs> To think that I brought this kind of back to life and I will enjoy this over and over now is just like yeah. that's that's why we do this, you know? Exactly. Oh, exactly. It's so cool. So great. I was so, so, you, I was, okay, I was so super happy. So you already like volume four. What do you think of animals? I didn't listen to animals yet. Didn't throw oh, it on okay. yet. Because I, I spent way too much time on volume four, so I had to go. And then <laughs> Renee's parents were over this weekend, so I was busy entertaining. Then I'd go to the airport. It was a busy day. So I've not listened like to animals it. yet, but uh, Volume Four, dude, Volume Four is a banger, and it really is. And it's weird because there's a lot of not Sabbath sounding stuff on Volume Four. There's a lot of like almost like pop stuff and like acoustic and slow jams and 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 mm-hmm. like very vocal based songs, vocal driven songs. Yeah, I know it's man, it's, weird. It's, it's it's definitely forgotten within their the Aussie era discography. No one really talks about Volume Four that much. It's always obviously the first two, and then Master of Reality, and then Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. But yeah, it's it's a classic. It truly is a classic. I think I, I think I think now I'm probably going to anything from like the '70s, anything with Ozzy in it from the '70s. I'm going to pick up. Pick up if you do see Thirteen. Uh, obviously, if I don't have it yet, you're going to get it for me. But <laughs> otherwise, you should get it for yourself because Thirteen was really good too. And that was their last one they did a few years ago, and Brad Wilk plays drums on it. He's the drummer for the band. Is that the one so with uh, cool. with Posty? No, that's Ozzy. Oh. The Sabbath record came out, and actually it came out in 2013. 
So it was just the the three of them. Ozzy. Oh, you said a few years ago. That was I know. I, I forgot. I forgot ago. what. I know. I forgot what year we're in. But that no, old. yeah, it came out came out in 2013. But yeah, it's it's Ozzy Geezer, Tony, and then Brad Wilk played drums on the record. Cool. But it's really good. It's very very good. I, dude, I will I will check it out. I was. I mean, just because of the whole circumstance surrounding this this volume four for me, like right now, this is my favorite Sabbath record. Get the but it's still TV. new. It's still new. Let me go. Th- I'm, I'll probably go through them again this week. So I, I, I got to go back and listen to them. But this was this was just really cool. And plus, like bringing like it back to life. It was just. I don't know. That's I a felt, cool little experience. I felt good. So are you going to go on to to Spotify and and listen to the Aussie records? Or are you just going to go through the vinyl that you already have? I'm just going to go through the vinyl I already have. But if I ever see anything from from the '70s, I'll just buy it. Like I know. Okay. I know the antique mall has technical ecstasy for like twelve dollars. Okay, that's not and bad. and it's been sitting there for like weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. So I'll probably go back there this week and pick that up. Yeah, hell yeah. That cover's so ugly though. It's really ugly. Garbage cover. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good record. It's not their best, but it's good. Oh, we talked All about right. that a couple weeks ago when I yeah. when I got it. All yeah. right. What else you got? So some more some more punk stuff. I got Google Bordellos, Gypsy Punks. Okay, Hell I got yeah. uh, I got I got two of them actually. One for me, one for you. Sloan tried to encroach on your copy. Oh, after he heard Sally, he's like, "This is really good." He's like, "Could I just like give you the money and, and I'll buy Tyler another one?" I was like, "Well, no, because <laughs> you're not gonna you don't like this. But that's fine." <laughs> but uh, but that sounds fine. That sounds great. It was it was fun going back to it. And then I recently discovered that Steve Albini either produced or helped produce or co produced his album. So that's really cool. That was a cool never find even there. <laughs> I had, never. I, I mean, I I I would have no idea anyway because I didn't really pay attention to Steve Albini until we did In Utero anyway. True. Very true. But damn, dude! Like, what a dude! This album is so fucking cool. And on the back, on the on the on the on the linear notes, it'll say like, "Google Google Bordello wants to thank," and then it lists everybody off, and then it said, "Super thanks to," and list a bunch of people off. And then it says like, "Super mega ultra thanks to," and list everybody off. And then it's like, su- "Fucking super ultra mega universal thanks to." And then it says, "All of our fans" or some shit. This is so <laughs> dumb. Ah <laughs> oh, man, they're so cool. They're so good. Banger of an album. <sighs> Through it and is. through, like every song is a fucking banger. This this could this is could be a perfect album. It's so good. It is a perfect album. Come on, spoilers. It's a perfect album. When okay. we eventually do the record, I think when yeah. you pick up your copy, we'll probably do the record. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that's when it's gonna happen. Okay, what else we got? It's got two more, kid. All right. I picked up I picked up Glass Boys. This album by Fucked Up. Uh, it's their mm-hmm. fourth oh, album, yeah. 2014. This was cool because I picked it up at Zia Records and it's brand new, still in the shrink. And it was supposed to be like twenty three, but it was on sale for like thirteen seventy five or some shit. It had a bright orange sticker. But all the other copies were still like twenty three. This was the only copy mm-hmm. that was that cheap. And I said, Okay, well that's that's alarming. So I, I inspected it <laughs> for like seam splits or dent and it looked totally fine. I had no idea why it was on sale. So weird. And so I, I went up to pay for it and I asked, I asked the girl, I was like, dude, if this doesn't work, if something's wrong with this because it's the only one on sale, can I take it back? And she says, yeah, because like I'm a member. They probably say it to everybody. But she's like, yeah, because you're like a member, you know, if it, it doesn't work, just take it back and we'll give you either cash or store credit. I said, okay. So I feel more confident. 
and she rings it up, 11 bucks. It was even fuck? cheaper. Like, what the hell? What is going on here in this bizarre world? That's even, so weird. Even she was surprised. She's like, yeah, so it's supposed to be like 14 something, but it rang up as 11. Not even like, not like 10.99, not like 11.45. It was 11 even. <laughs> Makes no sense. But I was, no, I was, I was, I was super stoked about it. It's a double LP. They're, they're a cool band. I heard about them from another podcast that I used to listen to that was on my top five podcast of the year. Punk News, Mr. John Gentile mm. and, and Ricky Frankel. Actually, all those guys Tom like Trump. fucked up. But uh, dude, there's just a cool blend of like hardcore punk and indie rock. And that is, that is mm. like, I don't know. They, they have, they have very, they have very aggressive vocals, fast instruments, but still throw in very strong melodies and some slower songs to kind of help like the album grow bigger and, and stronger. And it's cool. I don't know. I, I, I really, I really dig it. And I also just found out too, that the, the turned out a punk podcast. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. that's the singer for fucked up. What? Yeah. That's so weird. That's, that's, that's him. That they, they're, huh. I, don't know, I, I guess like in that scene, they're a huge band. Yeah, I mean, I always I always hear about them in the punk scene, and people always speak very highly of them. But I don't know why I've never 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 got around to checking them out. But maybe I will now. Yeah, but you didn't you bring should. that as your song of the week, so you blew it. No, because because my next one is is my even more favorite favorite list. Really, and uh, that's that's yeah, oh, he don't like it. That's all right though. This is uh, <laughs> this is Jeff Rosenstock. Is is from his album We Cool? Question mark. <laughs> what a cool. <laughs> He, uh, I love he's, the album he's, art too. <laughs> it's, it looks, I know it's so bad. Oh, this is so cool too because it came on like this this really cool like green translucent vinyl. And Jeff Rosenstock is from Bomb the Music Industry, who's also the lead singer for Arrogant Arrogant Sons and Bitches, that that like weird kind of ska ish band. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like we've talked about Jeff Rosenstock one time on the podcast before. We did, and and I think I even mentioned back then that. It sounds like he's some singer-songwriter from the 70s that makes just like very boring classic rock or hard rock. But this is not it at all. Like It's so deceiving. I would never have checked him out had it not been for this because his <laughs> I, name I think is just so boring. This this album, We Cool, is, is from his like debut solo album. This was after he, he either left or bombed the music industry, disbanded. But this is, uh, dude. This is just like straightforward punk rock. There's, there's some fast stuff. There's some slow stuff, and Jeff Rosenstock is a very interesting guy. And Bomb the Music Industry was a very cool band, in the sense that they helped reach their fans better than a lot of other bands. Like they would do things where you could make your own T-shirts. You could like show up oh. to whatever event they're having, and they just buy paint and shit, and you could make your own T-shirt with the band. And and just do a lot of like DIY shit like that, yeah. so they're cool. And this song's fuck. This song's a banger, man. And this album is so fucking good. I'm very well, happy. Yeah, the song it. is quite the banger. Where did you get it at? This is from uh, Side One Dummy. This is the same website that I bought um, Google Birdella from. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Yeah. Okay, well here's uh here's the song "You in Weird Cities" from Jeff Rosenstock.
right, there's Jeff Rosenstock and his song, You in Weird Cities, from the album We Cool. We Cool? <laughs> it's such a cool album title. I love it. <laughs> it's a great song, too. It's fantastic. Will you, uh, will you check out more of this album or this guy's stuff because of this? Yeah, I, I do want to check out this record. Oh, yeah. It's really cool. I, I liked it a lot. It's just straightforward, like fun punk music. Good stuff, man. God, he's just such, he's such like a terrible singer too. Like he sounds so awful, but it's so fun. He sounds like he's having such a good time and just like I a know. party. He's playing at some party or something. I don't know. It's fucking rad. And it's very catchy too. It's very, very catchy. Hmm. That's good stuff. It's really, really good. Got anything else to say about Jeff Rosenstock or about your vinyls? No, that's that's all I got for my vinyls. That's all you got for the vinyls. All right. Uh, let's get into my stuff real quick. Uh, it's all over the place, really. Uh, the first thing here I got is uh, Charlie Bird. It's his album, The Stroke of Genius. Great jazz guitar player, um, but also throws in some like Brazilian stuff, bossa nova. And um, yeah, I got this from White Rabbit a few weeks ago. I just now got around to listening to it. And uh, I mean, it's it's typical of what you'd expect from Charlie Bird. It's solid stuff. It's really good. Even though when I was listening to it, I really wasn't in like a bossa nova mood, but it was still cool. Like, I mean, it's very like bossa nova music. I feel like I only want to listen to when it's hot out or during the summer or something like that. And <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't, it's super stupid. I know it's super weird, but yeah. It, I mean, otherwise I, I, it's, it's a really good record. I, I don't like disagree with that. I think bossa nova, it comes and goes. I mean, I don't know. It's, it, it, it comes in, in like waves for me and, I listen to a lot of it and then I'm just kind of done for a while. That's kind of where I'm at right now. And I, the reason why I bought it is because it was only $4 and That's I think cheap. he's a f- fantastic guitar player and yeah, it just looked really good. So I got that one, listened to it. Good stuffs. Uh, this other one here, I don't exactly remember where I got it, but I think I got it from my mom. She gave me a bunch of records a few months ago and I've just been slowly, very slowly listening through them. And, um, and because it's Christmas time, I put on the Dean Martin Holiday Cheer album. And it's great, man. It's great Christmas music. A great singer, obviously, in Dean Martin. And I mean, I got nothing else to say. It's an immaculate condition. It still even had like the original shrink wrap on it. And then it looks like my mom just said cut it, cut the shrink wrap open but left it on. So it's in like almost mint condition. So that's kind of cool. Is It's good yeah, though. So, yeah, I mean, I love Christmas music, and then Dean uh, Martin's a great singer. Because that's I mean, right? that's that's that we have like two of those in because we bought like five hundred of those records, and I know that record is in there, but I didn't pick it up because I don't really like Christmas music that much. Mm, okay. But I do like Dean Martin. If you have it, put uh, it on, listen to it, keep it. I don't know why you don't like Christmas music. It's great. Another one I got, I got it from White Rabbit, five bucks in their five dollar bin. It's a uh, Blondie. And the record Parallel Lines, their best record, some might say. Oh, it is. And, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we did this album on the pod a long time ago, and I mean, it's fucking great, man. I didn't realize how good Blondie was until we did it on the pod. And dude, her voice is great. The, the music is great. It's, oh, dude, it's so solid. So solid. Yeah. And it's great condition. No pops, no, um, Loops, five skips, bucks nothing. too that's like nothing five bucks i know i was shocked when i saw it because i've I've never seen i don't think i've ever seen it for less than 10 and uh and yeah there's nothing wrong with it like no seam splits nothing dude that was so stuff. fucking good like i don't know I, I think we were both 
kind of blown away by how great that album was. I know. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Do you you have it on vinyl too, right? Yeah, I've got I've got uh I've got Parallel Lines, E to the Beat, and then Auto American. Mm, okay. Okay. They're they're two, three, four albums, I think, or three, four, five. But yeah, parallel lines, good stuffs. And then the next one here, you finally convinced me to listen to it. And I don't know why I didn't listen to it earlier. And that's Jeff Beck and his record Wired. Oh, this dude. album fucking kills. It is so good. It's so much more proggy than I thought it was going to be. It's, and he rips it up on the guitar. I mean, obviously Jeff Beck is an amazing guitar player, but I never realized he was that winky and that kind of experimental with his tones and everything. It, it, it reminded me a little bit of Joe Satriani at parts. Yeah. Which I was very surprised by. Yes. Dude, like I said, Damn man, me, like, that was like killer. I have like four, no, I have, I have more, I have like six or seven albums by Jeff Beck. And this is easily my favorite one. I think, I think he has, I think he has even more potential in him than even like he lets out. He could do so yeah. many things. He could do anything. And when we talk about you know, like the greatest of all time and, and Clapton always comes up in these things and it's like, dude, Clapton just can't lead. And I don't know what it is about it, but I just, I don't think Clapton can lead. He's a great follower, but Jeff mm-hmm. Beck can lead like anything. You put him in any band and he's like the Jimmy Page of, of like the greatest guitarist. He can do anything. He can he do can. it all. No, it's, he's fantastic. I was, I was blown away at how good this record was. So the people that he had on this one too, there's a bunch of of famous musicians. One guy, the guy that plays the keys was from Mahi Vishnu Orchestra. Yeah. And then another guy that played, I think it was the bass, played with Duke Ellington. So a lot of, a lot of these guys are very, have very like eclectic backgrounds to where they're already doing, you know, like with Duke, like a lot of really cool jazzy stuff with the Mahi Vishnu, a lot of proggy stuff. So it was, it, I'm I'm very glad that you listened to it, and I'm very glad that you liked it. Getting kind of more into the prog stuff, I've finally listened to this record because I have two of them, and I think the cover is really gross. And I always, and for whatever reason, it's like always displayed somehow. And I, ugh, it's gross. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a yes, and their album Tornado. Um, I hate the cover. I it Why? just looks really gross. It just looks really dirty and gross. I don't know. There's just something about it. I just I hate like the garbage. fucking record. It's just like garbage on your record. And it's really gross. And and it's just, I, like I said, I don't know why it's always like popping up everywhere. I, when I'm looking through my records, I always see it. I hate it. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just put it on. And then I realized I have two copies of it. Yeah, because you bought one and then I gave you one. Yeah, exactly. So I have two copies of it and I put it on. And dude, it's fucking boring. I did not like it. Yeah, it's okay. It didn't get very just, good I, reviews and, and a lot of people don't really like it that much. It's This is their ninth record. Yeah came out in 78 ninth record fuck it was so boring i just couldn't believe like all the almost all the other stuff i've listened to from them was fantastic if not perfect and this just was man it was dull it was so dull yeah that that was (sighs) like getting into like their 80s sound and then that that 90120 record whatever it is with uh owner of a lonely heart Mm -hmm. that was like the the pinnacle of that terrible 80s sound that people fucking shit talk yes about. But pretty much like Tormato and before that, because Relayer came before out that? before that. Relayer came out in like the <laughs> mid 70s. And everything Relayer and before, I think is fucking damn near perfect. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I think I've heard most of everything before Tormato, if not all of it. The I only have one to I, go through their discography again. The only one that I don't have 
by them in their first 15 is Time in a Word. That's their second album. I don't have that one. Mm, I don't have that one either. But so I, I, I haven't listened to All of other ones. Oh, man. So, yeah, I got Tormato. And, uh, yeah, it sucks. It's not good. <laughs> and uh, let's see here. What else do I have? Keeping with the the Prague, I finally listened to the my King Crimson record, the in the court of uh, the Crimson King, and why, um, why did it take dude, you so long to listen to that? I don't know. I I don't because I just I I had so many other things I wanted to listen to first, and then <laughs> I realized, fuck, why the fuck haven't I spun this yet? You've been like, bitching about record. it for so long, and then <laughs> complained that I bought it for you, then kept it for myself, and then didn't even listen to it. It took me like a month to listen to it after I got it. So stupid. I think because I like, you know what it was? I had progged myself out. I had listened to so much prog. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, not burnt out. I was just like, I need to get into other stuff. And then I was more into the jazz stuff recently and like really heavy music. So I, I, I don't know. So I put that on. I put that on after I put on the Yes record because I'm like, I need to get something. I need, I need to listen to something good <laughs> after listening to Tornado. Um so yeah, I put that on and I mean, it goes without saying it's arguably one of the greatest prog records, if not the greatest prog record ever made outside of the Mars Volta stuff. It's fantastic. It's, and just, it's just so much of the Mars Volta was taken from this band and this record in particular, like, fuck, what song is it on this one? That's almost exactly like Goliath from, uh, Mars Volta. I can't remember the name of it, but the riff is almost like four songs or five songs. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it though. But anyway, yeah, no, it's, it's a great record. It's just, just go listen to it. If nobody's ever heard it, it's, it's a perfect record. I'd like to someday do this on the, on the pod, but then it's also one of those things where, you know, it's, it's hard to do a prog album because it's, it's hard to play the music because it's all over the place, but. It'd be cool to talk about at least King Crimson because I mean, I, I, I disagree in saying that this is even arguably the greatest prog album of all time. That, that title is held by yes and close to the yeah. edge. But well, no, that's great too. But no, that is the greatest prog album of all time. But this what about one, Mahavishnu? come on, no, 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 no. Like that stuff's good, but that's that's no, no, no. I would say I would say top three prog records outside of Mars Volta, obviously, uh, would be this, no. this King Crimson. Would be this King Crimson. Would be that Yes record, close to the edge, and then it would be the first uh, Mahavishnu. Like those two, those three records are top three prog outside of Mars Volta. See, then we're getting into like the, these weird, like prog as a genre or as prog as like a mentality because Mar- the Mars Volta, as far as like prog as a, as a, as a mindset, as a mentality, that's, yeah, that's some of the best ever. But mm-hmm. if we're talking about prog as a genre, like the prog rock genre, then no. So it's, I don't know, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, I got that one, and it's great. And then this other one I picked, I got from you because you had that bin out in the garage that you were just gonna say you were just like, God, oh, just take whatever. You just have it. So I came across this the band called Striper, and they're a Christian hair metal band from the '80s. And I've always been interested in them, in them because of their, their. I, I've always known they're super Christian. They have very outlandish looking album art, and like you know, I'll just I'll get it. It's there, so I get it. I got it. The jacket's really beat up, but the record itself is in pristine condition, and uh, had no issues playing it through. And I was a little disappointed, honestly. <laughs> why like, were you I, disappointed? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know why. I mean, musically, <laughs> the the lead guitar playing was really good. Um, it was very of that era. Uh, the vocals were awful. 
it just was not good vocals. Lyrics were just just so stupid. Like it was just so it was like listening to the fish, the radio station the fish, like straight Christian rock lyrics. Tight. Like they didn't even try to hide it. Like they were just straight up praise be God and Jesus and all that stuff, but in a hair metal format. It's super weird. And uh and yeah, so I picked that one up. The album the album I got is uh, The Yellow and Black Attack. Kind of a cool title, but uh and cool album artwork, but yeah, I'm a little disappointed with the with the music, but there you okay. go. So I picked that one up. But you know, you should listen to it at least since you're kind of like on this hair metal kick or this metal kick, 80s metal. You should give them a shot. Yeah, I definitely will now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, this other one here I got from you as well. You got you got some crazy deal, and this record came out to be like five bucks, and that's uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It was their, I think it's their last record, The Getaway, and uh, this is the one that was produced by, I think it was Danger Mouse, or not Danger Mouse, um, what's the guy from Gnarls Barkley? Not CeeLo? The other guy. No, it's the fucking guy. The other one. <laughs> the other guy. I don't remember his name, but it was produced by him, so it's a little bit more electronic-based, uh, I remember listening to it when it came out and I just didn't give a shit. Um, but with this listen through and actually sitting there and thinking about the music, it's really not that bad of a record. Really, really not that bad. And there's some really great parts. It's a very, like, from a production standpoint, it's a really good sounding record. It sounds fantastic. Uh, but musically, it it has its highs and lows, like most Chili Peppers. But... And it's it's pretty layered. I was surprised too. It's a pretty layered record for being more electronic, but it's good stuff. Does it sound so. good? Because it's it was it was a double LP, right? Yeah, it's a double LP, one hundred eighty gram, and that, that's what I'm saying. Like the production and oh, the okay. sound of the the record, it it was fucking. It sounded really good. The sound quality was great. So I mean, it was well worth the the five bucks because um, I don't think you'll be able to find it much cheaper, or it was in, a- like at least for at least less than fifteen bucks. It was only five bucks too, because whatever I bought that lot for, there was like a Fallout Boy, Panic at the Disco, like a bunch of stuff I'm never going to listen to, and then I ended up selling or trading it in and getting my money back minus five dollars. So I charged you five dollars because that's all I needed to get my money back. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so it's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. So uh, I got three things left, and we're moving into more of the hardcore area. And uh, mm. these next two are from the same band. It's Bleeding Through. I got these two records from the Rise Records sale uh, that they had a couple weeks ago where all their LPs that they were selling were $10. I mean, there was some good shit. Dude, we all bought from cheap. there. Yeah, we yeah. got so many. <laughs> so I only picked up I only picked up two from Rise, and these were the two I got, were the two bleeding through the self-titled record and The Great Fire. But I know Mike got At The Drive-In uh, and a couple other ones, and then you got, you got A Bouncing Souls, right? I think I got eight records total. Yeah, you and I know one of them was Bouncing Souls, one was this was Bleeding Through is the Great Fire. And dude, it's all it's all worth it. And then I remember a few days ago or last week, some guy in this vinyl group we're in, I posted about this record and he's like and he pretty much asked like where I got it and I told him and he went and checked and the Great Fire Fire record they still have on sale on the site, but it's twenty dollars with twelve dollars shipping. Ugh. Fuck that. Fuck that. So yeah, I got that. Uh, those two records. The Great Fire is one of their best records, I think. It's really fucking good. That's a more recent really record too, too, right? By them? It came out, I think, in 2012, maybe 2011. So it's not that recent, but... I mean, for like they also them, went. They took that... But yeah, they, they took that... They broke up for several years too, so... 
But like that's their most or one of their best records after what five before that or whatever many they have before that. I think like four. Damn. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because I mean my favorite is their second record and then their Oh no okay, so their yeah, their second record is my favorite, then this record, The Great Fire, and then uh their newest record that came out a couple years ago, Level Kill All. Top three bleeding through right top three bleeding through right there. Damn girl. So so now you gotta listen. There you go. Uh, and the last thing I have here leads into my song of the week. And uh, it's a band that you and I both agree on, both agree that are very, very good, very talented, and we wish that they made more music. And that's Turnstile. This, uh, I got their second record, Time and Space, came out in 2018, February 2018. 20, oh, I just put that in my notes. But why, but why does it take you so long to listen to this one too? I don't know. <laughs> it's always just sitting there, and I, I don't know why I... I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know why I do the things I do, to be honest. But yes, it came out in February, February 23rd, 2018. Uh, You don't know, they're a great hardcore band from Baltimore. It started in 2010. And we did their first record on a very, very lost episode from a very long time ago. (laughs) So yeah, Time and Space, great fucking record. And my song... My song of the week. Fuck. I don't have nothing prepped. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Okay, yeah, I went with um fuck dude, nothing is fucking loading. Why does Spotify do this? That's that's not the name of the song though. No, that's not the name of the song. Don't you love when Spotify doesn't play the fucking song because they're play fucking a fucking track. Shit? Because their app is fucking shit. Ah <sighs> says I'm go talking about I'm records all the time and then now we're playing something on Spotify. Oh my god. Okay, here's High pressure from Turnstile. There's high pressure from Turnstile from their second record. What do you think of that one? That's a banger. I mean, I I don't know. Turnstile's great. That's there's there's nothing bad about this band. And uh, I have their first album and you have their second album. I almost kept it though. I know. I want that first one so bad. Almost it's expensive kept though. It. I mean, like I bought it for I think like twenty five. That's kind yeah, of but it goes for at least forty now. Yeah, the the beer colored vinyl, but um, <sighs> stupid. 
But this band's great, dude. This, this band is this band is fantastic, and I, I I love how they can how they can just drop into any song that they do and 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 already be going. You know, like like hit the ground running type of thing. Absolutely. Good stuff. I want to see him. I want to see him live so bad. That was hey. The guy or the place that I bought the record from was Zia Records, and the guy that uh, that sold it to me was kind of like our age, maybe a little bit younger. But mm. he was like, "Yeah, dude, I've seen this band a bunch of times," and I was like, "Oh, like, fucking like out here?" So yeah, I'm, I'm from mm. I'm from this area, the Tempe area. And he's like, "Yeah, I've seen it at the, I think the Yucca Tap Room is is what prompted me to look into the Yucca Tap Room, which is, I guess, this area's like chain reaction type of mm. thing." Is and that so, where yeah, we I'm went? Just, yeah, 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 after, yeah. After Double Nickels, yeah, yeah, this is cool. That place was really cool. We 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 went back there a couple days ago. And the bartender was telling us that they were doing outdoor shows for like a quick minute, but mm-hmm. they got complained about and they had to shut it down. But they're doing outdoor shows where they hired like a fencing company to come in and fence off the parking lot. Mm-hmm. That way they could ensure that only people that came out of the Yucca Tap Room would go to the show because you could bring your oh, alcoholic cool. beverages out there. They hired a private yeah. security firm to, to like that security it and people still complained. <laughs> And it got shut down, so that sucks. <laughs> oh, that's so fucking lame. That's so but yeah. The guy that, that so bought the record from, he said he saw him a bunch of times, and he said he was just fucking insane. He said you couldn't even do anything. He's, there were too many people moshing, crowd surfing, stage diving. He said it was just crazy. It was insane. Fuck, man, I'm so jealous. I'm so I miss shows like that so much. Yeah, oh, it's so much fun. One day we'll get back there to that point. Eh, I won't be so sure. <laughs> no no guarantees at this point I know We need to rise up But anyway uh, That's all I got for vinyl I think that's all you got for vinyl, right? Yeah, that's all, that's all I uh, That's all I got That's all you got So let's move on to some new music That's uh, been released this week Let's go with the albums first uh, Wes Borland, the guitar player from Limp Bizkit Put out another solo record called The Astral Hand This is more electronic based So may or may not like it Did you listen to it at all or no? Yeah, I did because it was on the list when I put up the other oh one, so God. I did. But you never listen to the albums. Yeah, I really never. do. But I really just wanted to listen to the Kid Cudi one, so I figured I'd listen to the T Swift one too. And then it's like, ah, oh, I'm already. Cause this was before you put up the Deftones and the Lesson Jigs. Yeah. But um, it was uh, it was cool. It was fine, I guess. I don't know. It's, I think it's okay. Yeah, I don't think it's that great. It's but I'm also not that like. kind of music. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, his, some of his other solo records are more this like, I think it's called Acid House. Is that that's the style for whatever that means? I don't know. But go check it out. Go check out the Astral Hand if you're interested. Like Jeff said, uh, Taylor Swift put out a new one, a surprise record uh, this week. It's called Evermore. I I haven't listened to it yet. How was it? I mean, I I like Taylor Swift. I think Taylor Swift makes good to great music, and yeah. I thought Folklore was fantastic. Evermore is essentially like the B-sides from Folklore. It's just, it's a sister album. It's a, it's an extension of it. And so mm-hmm. it's not, I don't know, it's, 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 it's in the shadow of Folklore. There's a lot of elements that are the same. There's, you know, there's a lot of that folky stuff, a lot of the indie pop, alt rock, but it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's not bad. I think it's okay. But obviously, Taylor Swift only gets raving reviews from everybody. For whatever reason that is, 
She could do no wrong. It's so weird. It is a little. I like. Don't get me wrong, man. I do think Taylor Swift has done no wrong. I think at worst she's okay, but at her yeah. best, I think she's phenomenal. But it is irritating to see. No matter what she puts out, it's just like oh, five stars, fucking three out of three every single time. It's, and they're not all like that. Three out of three. <laughs> three out of three. That's that's that, the only <laughs> the only reputable sources go three out of three. That's true. That's very true. But Evermore is 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 not. I I would probably I would probably peg this at like a two, a solid two at best on a good day. Okay, it's fine. It's not bad though. Solid two is not bad. Okay, the the next one we have here is the Kid Cudi record. He put out one called Man on the Moon 3, The Chosen. I meant to listen to it, but I totally forgot. Oh, dude, this is a totally banger. Up there this, with, with the other one? With one, no. Yeah. But but he did two, and two came right after the, the, the Man on the Moon, the end of the day. And then the second one came out a year later. And this one is almost 10 years later. From number two, and number two was was fine. It seemed like number. I thought it was okay. It, it seemed like he was just trying to recapture a lot of the things that he did on number one, but it, there was no magic there. This one seems like he was trying to recapture all the things from number one, but spin it in a modern kind of way. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of 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 the new style of rapping and the new style of production that you hear today. But like what he does a lot is he does a lot of the 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 humming like mm-hmm, oh yeah yeah whatever he does there there's a lot of that stuff on this one and it's fucking mm. good like this one is is heartfelt it seems it seems uh, for authentic. lack of a better term real authentic mm. it's good man it's it's really good it's so much better than two and two is the reason why I kind of tapered off on his other on his other albums because he has like four or five albums in between two and three. And so, okay, yeah, I don't know. Sounds about right. I feel like we've talked about it a lot, but we never actually listened to anything post two. Cause one is just like, it's untouchable. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so good. It's something so unique in the rap world. Like we haven't seen something like that in so long. There's only a few artists, a handful of artists that can take, I don't know, can take a genre and, and make something else of it. Yeah, you're right. Totally right. But it's a good listen. It might even creep up in like my top five albums of the year, to be honest. Five. I don't know. Man. That's I insane. Don't know. I don't know. That, that's only a couple weeks away. What do you mean, no? It's only a couple weeks away. Fucking guy. Okay. Uh, the next two we have Deftones. Like Jeff said, Deftones put out a new one. Uh, it's called White Pony Black Stallion. So it's it's pretty much just a remix album. And I think it's really stupid. I listen to it. I, I White Pony is my least favorite Deftones record and remixes in general are just for the most part like almost all stupid and dumb and I just don't get it but whatever people like it (laughs) and I would I would like to get White Pony on vinyl because it's hard to come by but they were only selling White Pony and Black Stallion as like a bundle and it was like $80 and I'm like fuck yeah I'm not gonna spend $80 for essentially one record I want I did not give a shit about this Black Stallion shit. White Pony. Yeah. And the Deftones in general. Deftones are so good, except for White Pony. Oh. Uh, and the last one here, Less Than Jake, put out a new record called Silver Linings. I, I mean, we've only listened to a couple songs, but I mean, sounded good. Sounded like Less Than Jake. I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't listen to the album because I saw it later. I, I, put and it up, then, I put it up today, so that's why. And I just didn't care enough. 
because yeah. the songs we heard just sounded like Less Than Jake, but not as cool. And then some new songs. Do you want, do you want to play any of these? Uh, I just closed my phone, but I don't think classic. so. Okay. Uh, Every Time I Die, classic, classic hardcore band, put out, or metalcore, I guess you could say, they put out two new songs, one called A Colossal Wreck and the other one being Desperate Pleasures. I mean, if you're a fan of Every Time I Die, you're going to love these songs. They're just they're just one of those consistent bands that put out really good fun music they're great i love every time i die so get yeah, into that nothing bad to say about them <laughs> yeah I, i'm not gonna play them mostly because of that because you know what you're getting with it with every time i die and i'm i would like to do this their new record when it comes out i think it comes out in january so maybe we'll do it on the pod i don't know uh the next one here is static x put out a new song called looks that kill and did you wait did you listen to this I didn't see this one until like we just started potting today, so oh, I, okay. I must somehow must have skipped it. Okay, well, this one surprised me because it, it, musically it sounds very almost like '80s classic rock, and then with Wayne Static's vocals. I mean, it's kind of a mishmash thing that they're doing now because he's been dead for what, six years or something now. But yeah, it was not what I. It's it doesn't sound like Static X. It sounds like his vocals over some random band. Wait, it's really is it bizarre. Actually, his vocals. It's his vocals, yeah. They're unused vocals from before he died. So they're just like writing songs around his vocals? Essentially, yeah. That's what they've been doing. They've been either writing songs around his vocals or using demos that he had put down and then finishing the demos. I don't know. That's pretty much what they've been doing. Yeah. It's kind of weird and it's really, I think it's, I think it's in bad taste. It is. It's a little disrespectful. Yeah. So there you go. And it just, this one just sounds kind of weird, but. I won't play it. Um, my girl Haley Williams, <laughs> she put out a, an acoustic version of her song "Simmer." It's so good. It is. I don't know. This is what? pretty good. This is pretty good. I oh, like this. Thank you. I thank like this. Thank you. It's really good. Ugh, she's great. Her solo record is great. Better I, than I, everything I, Paramore did. Dude, I just I wish you would get into Paramore more. Be, Paramore I don't more. like them. But there's hey. no reason for you not to like them. They, they there's everything about Paramore that you like. So that well, it just, just doesn't make Williams, any sense. No, you like a lot of good pop punk music, and Paramore is good pop punk. And there's a lot of really I, great I instrumentals know. in there. Mm, I don't. I just. I don't. They write really good songs. Fuck. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Paramore. My fucking. I'm putting them in notes right now. And then we have to listen Fucker. to all their fucking songs. Oh my god. All their albums. Rank them all. You put fucking Savage Garden in here. Get the fuck out! <laughs> I, of I just saw that. Are you that. kidding me? <laughs> Did you only put that so I could pick Ghost? Are you joking? Oh, you're the worst. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later. Off the pod, we'll talk about that. Fucking Savage Garden. <laughs> Savage Garden <laughs> slash Soil Work slash every other terrible band. Soil Work? What? Those two bands have nothing to do with one another. Yeah, they're both terrible. Do you know who Savage Garden is? Yeah, they're both I terrible. I don't think you've ever heard them. I don't think you've ever heard of Savage Garden. That's fine. Uh, the last one we have here, uh, kind of throwing it back. This is a very surprise collaboration, but it was it's Britney Spears with the Backstreet Boys. They put out a song called Matches. Not what I expected at all. It was not that bad. Just a weird collaboration. Not not Maybe. sure where you you got the not that bad part, but it's not horrible. This was this was just dumb. This was dumb and unnecessary. Britney Spears parts were great. It's the Backstreet Boy parts that I had problems with. There was no harms. There was no, there was no like pop element. 
It was like they were only there. This song should have been called like Britney Spears featuring and then like in tiny font, like the Backstreet Boys. Like that, because that's essentially what this song was. The Backstreet Boys part were fucking boring. Come on, man. It wasn't that bad. It Jesus. was lame. It was lame. Man, you're so harsh. I had it's very high I had very high hopes for this. I thought, like, dude, pop is back, baby. Pop is back. But honestly, back. come on. Why would you have high expectations when neither or Backstreet Boys haven't done anything relevant in almost 20 years? Come on. Come on, man. Because two juggernauts of the pop world, Britney Spears and then Backstreet Boys, like, come on, dude. They could do no wrong. And when they hook up together, oh, Back magic in the prime, happens. yeah. But now magic happens. On, now they're older, the prime, wiser, yes. more mature. This should have been this should have been this should have been a home run. Should have been a grand slam, grand salami. But far from it. I will agree it's far from a grand slam, but it's uh it's not this bad. Was a, this was a fielder's choice at at, at best. <laughs> at best. <laughs> so dumb. Okay. Do we got anything else to say? Are we all good? Yeah, we all good get into in the, the neighborhood. Main, the main episode of the pod. In Savage Garden. So dumb. We're not getting into, into Savage Garden today, by the way. So in case anybody's wondering. Uh, so yeah, Forever. this is Asinine Radio. Uh, stay tuned for the main episode or go listen to the main episode because we're getting into the Smashing Pumpkins record, Siamese Dream. We're going to rank all their albums. So it's going to be a it's going to be a rough one. So go to iTunes, go rate, review and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And once again, that's it. That's all. Here you go. Here you go.